Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. And I'm delighted to welcome my very special guest today, Pastor Michelle Jackson, who pastors Hope Christian Church just in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Pastor Michelle, God bless you, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be able to connect with you today and talk about what God's doing in the realm of miracles. Thank you so much. Um, I got this idea, Pastor, for the other day when you were doing a, uh, I don't know exactly what you call it, but you, you had, a, you had a, a kind of a Saturday morning uh, kitchen coffee thing with women and you had my wife as one of the guests. And I was kind of peering over her shoulder, uh, watching what was going on. And I thought, you know what? Pastor Michelle would be a tremendous podcast guest. So thank you uh, for being with me today. Oh, you're welcome. We had a delightful time with Lindsay. We host every other month our Coffee and Friends gathering online. We started during COVID just to talk about what God's been doing in our lives, to share testimonies, a breakthrough, how he was moving in spite of the pandemic, and just to hear an encouraging word. And so we have a speaker every other month, and we've just kept it going. Well, I'm delighted, and she was in. She enjoyed being with you very much. Tell us a little bit about Hope Christian Church in the greater Washington, D.C. area, and I'm going to get to your dad in a few minutes' time because I had a great relationship with your dad. And uh, But I want to share a little bit about you because I know you have quite a diverse background. How did you, with the, uh, with the entrepreneurship, with the strategic planning, with the development and entrepreneurial uh, work you were doing, how did you wind up being senior pastor? Um, it's kind of a funny story, actually. I wasn't intending to, to be in the ministry at all. Um, <clears throat> I had received prophetic words that I would minister, but my dad was bivocational growing up. He had worked in um, five, five, uh, Fortune 500 companies in the realm of marketing before he was called into full-time ministry. So for me, it never was a thought that I couldn't work and be a minister. And that really comes from Isaiah 61, where it says that those who receive the great exchange will be ministers of their God. And so for me, I just was focused on how can I be of help? How can I be of service in different atmospheres and different um, in different companies? So it wasn't, it wasn't something I was planning. But when my mother passed away, my father um, was going to elevate me and another gentleman to pastor. And when he sat us down in this gentleman's office, he said, and I would like for you to succeed me. And I was busy. I was working and moving around. And I said, oh, I'm going to have to sit down. You know, I, I needed to take it in. <laughs> and he said to me, you know, it will not be immediate. Uh, this conversation happened in 2018. This, it will not be immediate. I'm, I'll train you two to five years and I'll be here while you see your pastor. Well, you know, we make our plans, but God orders our steps. And so I said, yes, in that moment, I was ordained in 2019 for the purpose of succeeding my father as senior pastor of the church. And the Lord took him home in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. So, um, all of my experiences and helping my parents in the ministry before my mother, uh, the late Dr. Vivian Jackson, passed away in 2018. She had been CEO of the or CFO of the ministry. She had been the Christian education pastor. She had started two Christian schools. Hope Christian Church was actually the second church that my parents had pastored. They had planted a church in upstate New York, and so I had gotten to see and be around ministry in various aspects and roles. 
And my parents were humble people. You know, nothing was above them. They could be the janitor. They could be the usher. They would do any role um, that was needed to make sure that people were being ministered to. So now I get to carry the torch of Jesus Christ forward to the next generation. Well, uh, Pastor, I was never able to meet your mother, but I did know your dad quite well. And for those of you who are saying, well, now, who is the father she's talking about? I'm talking about Bishop Harry Jackson, known throughout America, advisor to presidents, and a great man of God with a prophetic ministry in his own life. And he was a blessing to me and to, and to many, many others across this nation. And uh, I dearly miss him. He's in heaven now, uh, uh, but I miss him very much. And the, the question I want to ask you, I want to put you on the spot now because I get put on the spot all the time because I'm Oral Roberts' son, okay? So I get to turn the tables on you. What's it like growing up under Bishop Harry Jackson? <laughs> growing up in his house, my father was a prayer person. His mother was a prayer person. And when I say a prayer person, I mean pray about everything. Yes. Every, and nothing was off the table to be prayed about. So I'll tell you a couple of uh, stories about growing up in his home. Uh, when we moved to Maryland, the church that he, he took, Hope Christian Church, was kind of in a little financial struggle. And so we ended up moving in with his mother and both of them would pray. So normally we would just wake up in the morning to hearing prayer in tongues, either from the basement, which is where my parents were, or in the room next to us, which is where my grandmother was. Um, that was like the daily sound and noise uh, in our house was just praying in the Holy Ghost for hours. Um, and so my father, you know, he would lay hands on the microwave, the washing machine, whatever it was, and command it. Sounds very familiar, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't have finances to replace things. And the microwave that my parents got when I was a kid, like I think in the 80s, lasted well into the 2000s. Um, because they just kept laying hands on it and commanding it to work in Jesus' name. And it did. And so they were shocked at how uh, inexpensive microwaves were when they replaced it. <laughs> <laughs> because microwaves are very expensive. Yes, um, I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, here's one. So, um, and this involves me and my sister. So we used to, I don't know if you remember the day of payphones, those that are listening and watching us today. Michelle, I'm a lot, I'm a lot older than you. I remember when it was a dime. <laughs> we uh, pulled up in our car to a local grocery store to call a member that we were going to go visit <clears throat> just to make sure they were home because we had been out for quite some time. And my parents told my sister and I, stay in the car. And it took them longer than we expected. So being kids, we were like, let's go see what they're doing. And we locked the keys in the car, um, you know, and you know, who has spare keys? And this is not cell phone. You can't send someone a text and say, hey, I'm locked out of my car. Can you bring the spare key, et cetera. So we begin to pray. And the Lord showed me that there was a crack in the window on the passenger's on the, um, in, on the driver's side in the back seat. So I, you know, being, I think I was like maybe eight or nine years old. And so I saw that there was a crack in the window as we started to pray. And I was like, I know how to get in the car. And I was able to slide the window down and get in, unlock the door, you know, when you just mm -hmm. would pull the lock. Um, 
And so we got in the car. So those are just fun little stories. Um, we used to drive to camp meetings and listen to uh, preaching tapes and all kind of things. So that was that was growing up with my dad. Well, you you remind me of my growing up days. Uh, my bedroom was next to my parents, and uh, they would wake up early in the morning, begin to pray, and they would talk to Jesus. And uh, for several years, I thought Jesus lived next door because uh, they talked so much to him <laughs> every morning. I was convinced that the Lord lived in the bedroom next to me. <laughs> uh, share a little bit about the outreach of the church. Uh, I know you're in, in Maryland, but that's, I'm gonna call it the greater Washington DC area. Share a little bit about the outreaches and, and what the church is doing. Sure, so at this time we are um, reopening. Maryland was very strict during the uh, pandemic in terms of its gathering restrictions and things like that. And so our prison ministry weekly would go into prisons and preach the gospel minister to the inmates. Um, it's just now reopening where we can go in. But we were able to, with the women's federal prison there, in Jessup, Maryland, continue mentoring the women by writing campaigns. Our witnessing institute has restarted, um, going out, praying for people at the local Costco's and handing out flyers for the church and things like that. And there seems to be an openness now to receive. And so those are some of the outreaches we're doing. We are partnering with um, Shelly's Mobile Clinic in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. And there we have helped to have soup kitchens that feed, feed hundreds every week. Um, the clinic actually provides medical assistance to people every day of the week and COVID testing in the townships. Um, and so we're grateful for Victory Christian Ministries there, who we partner with to um, continue that, that outreach there in South Africa. And we just determined that while we've been blessed, where, where most of our members have remained employed, either by way of the government or entrepreneurship throughout the pandemic, that we would sow into other ministries, other nations, and help continue um, continue the ability for the gospel to be preached other places. Mm. Uh, Pastor Michelle, uh, my father, Oral Roberts, prophesied before he died that the next great move of God in America was coming among women. And he charged my wife, saying to her, the day will come when you will write about women of substance. And you know very well she's released a new book uh, women of uh, a concern, a title, excuse me, Discover Your True Worth, which is doing very well, incidentally. And um, I am, I'm quite blessed, the fact, knowing that you as a woman are the leader of this church. I believe there is a great move of God coming among women, and I'm so delighted. I want to congratulate you. I, I know that you wish your father were here. I wish your father were here. I wish my father were here. I understand that. But nevertheless, here we are. And I thank God for you and for your for your leadership. And I think it's important that people know it's, it's, a, it's a time for women to discover their true worth and to take their place. Absolutely. I think that there are forces in society, um, secularism that have crept into the kingdom of God and have caused us to feel inferior or for even men to feel threatened. But when I look at scripture, I see that the Lord called Deborah to be a judge, a prophetess, a mother in Zion, and that Barack was one to co-labor with her and to see the work of God fulfilled and a nation delivered. 
And so um, my bishop, Bishop Bill Hammond, he always encourages me and says, a woman can be anything a man can be in God, right? We're not saying that women have to take the place of men. No, that's right. Absolutely not. But there is a genuine call upon women and we have to nurture that. And there's a genuine call upon men and we have to nurture that. And in the kingdom, we need both male and female leadership to rise up in this time for the end time harvest to be able to be received. And I pray that in this time, we begin to fight our true adversary, Satan, instead of fighting denominationalism and church culture, but that we find ourselves unified, coming into that unity that Ephesians 4 talks about. Well, you mentioned uh, Bishop Bill Hammond. Of course, I've known him most of my life. He and my father were great friends, and I thank God for his ministry and for his covering over your ministry. And I also want to congratulate you. As you are, as you are aware, there are so many churches now that are pulling away from the Bible. They're, they're saying, yes, the Bible is the Bible, but what the Bible says is not really what the Bible means. And they are, uh, they are um, literally canceling out the effectiveness of the Word of God because of their traditions. And I'm so grateful that you are sticking true to the Word of God. The Bible is the Word of God, and I'll stake my life on it. Absolutely. If we expect there to be the presence of God and the power of God available for the people of God, then we have to stick to the Word of God. It holds the keys and the ability for us to hear from God. And so we have to stick to the Word. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Pastor, uh, would you pray uh, over the needs of people right now? There are many that are watching and listening this podcast as I do it each week. Uh, would you pray and then would you allow me to pray after you? And let's just have a few moments of prayer and believe God to touch people's lives today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just humbly come before you today, Lord, first thanking you for being everything that we need and more. Lord, in this moment, we have so many needs. We are needy, but you say that we can come to you and we can drink deeply and receive everything we need from your heavenly realm. So Lord, we thank you that if that's peace, if that's joy, if that's provision, if that's financial breakthrough, if that's a job today, Father, we thank you that promotion comes from you. It doesn't come from mankind. And so Lord, we thank you. And even now as we pray and people can hear and see us, Lord, we thank you that there's no distance in prayer. There's no distance in the anointing of God to move and to be released. So Lord, we just thank you now for the burden lifting, the oak destroying, anointing of the Holy Ghost that destroys of depression, that destroys and lifts every yoke of bondage. So Lord, we thank you, even as we pray, Lord, that those have been crying out for deliverances from addictions, Lord, for, for physical healing in their body. We thank you that the blood of Jesus was shed on Calvary for our healing, for our salvation, and for our deliverance. So Lord, we thank you that today there's healing, salvation, and deliverance in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, that that, that grace is released now and that every need is met according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus concerning us now. We thank you for it because we are your children and you nourish us, you nurture us, and you care for us. So give us, give us the ability in this moment to receive from you because our hands 
hands are open, our hearts are open to receive from you in Jesus' name. And I add my prayers uh, to Pastor Michelle's prayers. I especially thank God for the legacy of Bishop Harry Jackson and his dear wife and for their precious daughter now pastoring Hope Christian Church there in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Pastor Michelle, I pray for a double portion of the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest upon you in your preaching, in your teaching, and in the, the, uh, the confirmation of God's Word through your life and through your ministry. I pray for God's blessings upon your congregation and that everything you set your hand to will prosper for the Lord. And for those of you watching and listening today, I pray over you and I send the word to you. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And so I send that healing word to you right now. There's no distance in prayer, friend. You can receive it right where you are in the authority of Jesus' name. I send that to you, and I believe God for His fulfillment in your life, in your spirit, in your mind, in your body, in your family, in your finances, in your emotions, your business, your job, your ministry, in every area of your life, from your head to your feet, in the authority of Jesus' mighty name. So let it be done. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor Michelle, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, brother. Well, it's a joy. God richly bless you. And thank you for joining me today on Expect a Miracle. I'll see you next time with another outstanding guest. To request Lindsay's book, Discover Your True Worth, just go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore or call 1-844-828-1412.